Welcome to Terminal News, the only podcast where we talk about all the video game news all the time and some other random bullshit. I'm Justin. Joining me today, as usual, is Marcus. Yeah, I'm here this time, for reals. For realsies. Yeah, unlike last week where we had like a puppet. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we brought a puppet in. But uh, let's get to it. Okay, well, welcome to Terminal News. And this is a special episode because today we're sponsored by Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Oh, it's all that energy. I've never tasted this before. So this is a live taste test you on know, the air. Piece of shit taste. That's how we treat our sponsors here. I'm not, I don't. I don't. I, it doesn't taste exactly like a flat Coke. Is this RC Cola? This tastes like Coke with grenadine in it. It does, but it's not supposed to be cherry flavor. It's a little weird. If they liquefied those weird strawberry hard candies, that's what it tastes like. You know what? I can get down with Coca-Cola energy. It's no game fuel, but... It kind of has a bubblegum aftertaste. It does. It's really... It's feel. In a strange way, it almost seems sweeter than regular Coca-Cola, which is already just like a diabetic amount of sugar. It kind of reminds me of Pepsi Blue in a sense that I like, I'm like, it's gross, but I kind of like it. <laughs> or like Crystal Pepsi. Did you try that one when they brought that back? I think I did, but that didn't that just taste like, wasn't that just clear Pepsi? It was supposed to taste like regular Pepsi, but like it didn't. It was just see-through Pepsi. I don't believe it. I could see the chemicals. No, you couldn't see the chemicals. A taste you can see. A taste you can't see. A taste you can smell. <laughs> you know, the taste you can smell is the, the, refin the refinery. Dr. Pepper, a taste the you can smell. The sugar beet meal. Okay, well. <laughs> then we got the the the, the, the non-sponsor sponsor out of the way. Um... I'll just let you guys know that first you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as usual. Check us out on all of those platforms, but mostly Twitter because it's the most awesome one that we are on. Be what sure are you to doing with this fucking can having a topography map. Yeah, that's weird. It's it's like the PewDiePie design. What? It is. Fuck that guy. It's the PewDiePie swirls. I, I gotta throw this away. <laughs> hey, we are a PewDiePie household. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm gonna live in your world. You're in my world now, bitch. Blevins. Uh, it's only Blevins from here on in. Oh, oh, so you're a you're a you're a Red Bull guy, huh? You team Red see Bull. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you team Red Bull jersey. I'm wearing a Red Bull jersey that says Blevs on the back. Oh God, no! They've converted me. Get out. <laughs> That's how you know I am a robot. I am not the real Marcus. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. All right. Well, you can...
check out our website lga.gg join our discord you can hang out with us there chat.lga.gg if you enjoy our show rate, uh, rate and review us five stars if on you enjoy apple and Podchaser. if you enjoy coca-cola energy give us five stars if you we, hate, we're not sponsored but yeah. they, they can also eat if you like Beppis, give us a five yeah, star if, if you hate coca-cola energy give us five stars if you like mountain dew give us five stars um if you are an rc cola guy uh review us <laughs> rc cola rc cola um but yeah so la- you know what's funny is last week i announced i kind of i mentioned our our tournament um that's that will have happened by the time this episode airs but i had planned to have that go up i was thinking oh yeah i'll think in advance i'll i'll put this in a podcast so that it happens before the tournament so people will know about the tournament for overwatch and said and i mentioned no go sign up for it we actually like filled all 16 slots on a tournament before that episode even aired <laughs> nice <laughs> which i wasn't expecting because the last tournament it was like we had like two teams registered like up to the day of the tournament and then like we had four more or five six oh, more good. register on how, the day of the tournament how many of those were filled with our uh, discord robot <laughs> <laughs> our discord our discord bot can't play overwatch okay oh, that's something it can't do well it's not so powerful now is it <laughs> it's a discord bot not an overwatch bot <laughs> A shitty AI are we running? <laughs> but but for our listeners, you'll want to listen to the the next episode, which we'll be, we'll be recording tonight. But we're gonna have an extra special guest on it. <laughs> an extra special guest? Yeah, we're gonna. There's gonna be a guest. Oh boy, I can't wait! Can't wait for this guest. Oh boy, I can't breathe today. I'm having a hard time this week. Yeah. Diabetes got, yeah, got di- you down. Diabetes has got me down. Now, I know this weather is really putting a wrench in my week. I had to drive like three hours in snow on Sunday. It was terrible. Nobody wants to hear about that. Well, everybody's going to hear about it now. How about that? that. Well, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, God. See what our special guest has to say about that when... When he's here. Is there a special guest ninja? No. <laughs> um. Well, you should get to the news. Wouldn't it be nice if Bluffs was here? So he can't just stand in the corner and do the floss while we're doing a podcast? Chop his ass. Did you see the Energizer <laughs> commercial in the Super Bowl? No. I don't do that. I well, I don't. I just saw the Mr. Peanut. I didn't. I didn't either. But the um, back from the grave as a baby. The the whole point of the commercial was to was to power your your thing your things to do the floss longer. They were just doing the floss. You saw the Energizer Bunny doing the floss. Well, I mean, you know what that means. That means it's they're, dead. They're sponsored by. No, it means it's dead. Sponsoring Ninja. No, it's just <laughs> Energizer's dead. No, as soon as that means adults got to it, which means it's dead. Adults have been to it though, like. Well, now corporate adults. Corporate adults. That's like, that means they buried it and dug up the coffin and desecrated its room. And I bet Ninja will still do it. (laughs) Never heard of whoever that is. I only know Blevs. Blevs. Blevsky. She could have been his real fucking handle, that bitch. (laughs) 
Oh, ninja. I'm ninja. Oh, oh man. The, the amount of hate that we put, put on ninja. Oh, okay. Well, let's get to some news. So, hey, you know Netflix, right? You know that annoying autoplay trailer feature that they have? Hey, well, they're adding an option to get rid of that. I'm going to shut it off as soon as I get Did home. I write? Like, I don't know if they've if they've added it yet, but they said they are going to, and I can't wait. I hate those. Like, the, the day they added the autoplay trailers was, like, the worst day of my life. Well, that's being really... <laughs> you have a pretty good life, Justin. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, you know? You know what? It's smooth sailing. <laughs> It's pretty good over here in the, in the house of blevs. You just, your biggest complaint. The worst day of my life is the day Netflix, Netflix added. Goddamn these trailers. I wanted silence when I was looking through, through when these. When I'm scrolling through Netflix. I didn't ask for a trailer. Does that also mean it won't auto play like not only the trailer, but sometimes it goes straight into the show? Um, Because it will know. like auto play the beginning of the show. Yeah, I hate like when you go to like look at more info and then it starts playing the episode. And then you're, it's no, stop like, it! Here we go! <laughs> here we go! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> or uh, and they, they, the other thing they mentioned is next episode features. So I don't know what exactly. So I don't know if that means like when you reach the end of a series and it shows like the trailer at the end of the series for another thing. Which that one always drives me the wrong way. Like when you finish a series and you're like, let's show you a trailer for a completely unrelated show that you don't care about. I, ha I don't know if you've gotten the worst of that where it shows three trailers. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I have not had that. It, yeah, I'll play three things. It'll be like this one, this one, and this one. Why? Because they hate us. Ah, that's the worst. Like, it's I like, get that they're trying to watch like some animated feature. Maybe watch that Santa Claus thing. I think it's just called Claus or Klaus. Yeah. Klaus. Klaus. Klaus I, think. I think it's Klaus. It's like, Which watch is like, this, or this thing, or this thing, and I'm like... I can't wait for Klaus to be snubbed by another Disney movie for the Oscars this year. I don't think it will be. You don't, you don't think it's going to get snubbed by him? It's like Disney mm. wins like every single animated feature award Yeah, but that's year. also because they ignore that category and they like vote. Like, they don't care. The Academy doesn't give a shit. Klaus was so fucking good. I've never even watched it, but I know it... It revolutionized animation in a big way because they, like... They did real-ass animation. They Well, in a weird way, because they drew over... They, like, rotoscoped 3D models. Yep. It's cool shit. It's funny, because that's what, like, Gantz did that. Oh, really? Like, but for the manga. <laughs> weird. It, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking weird. I guess that makes sense, but... Yeah, that's cool. I, but uh, yeah. Hey, so Cliff Bazinski offers Microsoft a helping hand on Gears Six. Cliffy B, hire Cliffy him back. B, he's coming back. He's gonna he be. Said back. he was out of games. Now he's back in games. He's, he's out. He wants back. He's back in. He's coming back out of retirement. He's the retired cop returning to reclaim what's rightfully his. Um, yeah, I'll so they back on Gears. So he, uh, the, cur the currently inactive designer, made the offer just after the Coalition Studio head Rod Ferguson announced his departure in order to join Blizzard. Yep. Uh, on his Twitter page, Blazinski said he would be willing to consult on the Gears franchise and that it was up to Microsoft to make it happen. He also stressed that there was an element he wanted to include in, in Gears 4 that was never added to the franchise. I know what it is. It's guns. 
<laughs> guns. They're finally adding guns. They're finally adding guns. How about chainsaws? Oh, let's, fuck. let's add those in. <laughs> what if we take the chainsaws and put them on the guns? What? I, it's it's rollerblades. What if we put <laughs> no, lasers? dude, it's rollerblades. <laughs> what if we put lasers in the guns? They already did that. <laughs> what if what if the hammer of dawn was your only weapon? <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I think that sounds pretty exciting. I'd like Hopefully, to see maybe. that. It'll I, be interesting. I hope it happens. Coalition's doing well, so. But I wouldn't mind having Cliffy B on board. Yeah. Uh, when Boss Peak, when Boss Geek production shut down, uh, Blazinski said he would never make another video game. Well, I mean, technically, if he's consulting, he's not making anything. So I, that still checks out. He's not making. He's just consulting. Well, he was kind of implied that he was just done with games altogether. Oh, yeah. Which isn't... Uh, yeah, we all knew he'd come back. He can never but leave then, for too long. By late 2019, his tune had changed, and he said he was open to creating a game again. He's also writing a memoir that will further detail his career in the game industry. So, yeah. But uh, I almost think like the bigger news than that is the fact that... Uh, Rod Ferguson is leaving to go work at Blizzard. On Diablo. To work on Diablo. He's literally going to go work for Satan. (laughs) And I don't know. Does that speak to the state of Diablo? Maybe. Like, did they have, like, no direction before? Or or they did the guy leave? Because isn't Rod Fergus, like, isn't he known for pulling projects together? Um, you know, I'm not too sure. I'm trying to think of what else he's done. Um, let's see if they they might say they might give a brief thing here. Let me check. Yeah, I think he's like kind of a like pulls things. Holy shit. He's been working on gears for 15 years. I feel like he's a closer. He's a closer. Like he comes into like Diablos for closers. Get shit out the window. Let's see. Ferguson began his career at Microsoft in 1996 before moving to Epic in 2005. Aside from a brief stint at Irrational while development on Bioshock Infinite Roundup, he managed between Epic and later Microsoft's Coalition Studio to have worked on every main Gears of War game. Because I think he was brought in on Bioshock to, like, get it done. Because it had kind of been in limbo for a number of years on Infinite. Yeah, that could be. His Twitter handle is at Gears Viking. <laughs> not anymore. Did he change it? Well, he can't be. He's not a Gears Viking if he doesn't work. But he controls Gears, the no. Twitter. <laughs> he controls the Twitter handle. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Hopefully that, that I mean, maybe, I don't know. It just seems like Blizzard is really uh, going through some tough times these last yes couple and years. Yes no, I just saw, well, we can report it as news, I guess, but. They had higher earnings than EA. Well, I mean, not 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 tough times in money wise, but I mean tough times as in producing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're, Half-baked projects. I wouldn't say they're on the verge of collapse, but I think opinion on them as a company has really shifted in the last, in the last two year, years. In the, and even more so in the last year. <laughs> yeah, it... It's been a fucking shit show. It just feels like they're not the same company that they they used to be. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, because a lot of that could just yeah. be what I mean. The they're, they're I think a lot of it has Activision. to do with I think a, well, people keep saying like, oh, they're becoming more Activision, but I don't think that's the case because yeah. that's always kind of been a weird partnership. I think just the leader, the leadership there has shifted, and a lot of the people who used to be there aren't there anymore. Yeah, that were in leadership positions. So, so it's almost I like think a company a culture yeah. has shifted. It's a shame. I mean, I don't. I've never been in the Blizzard stuff, but I mean, I know a lot of people that are super passionate about um, Blizzard games. I know you you sent me that that meme earlier, which is yeah, that pretty was sad. The, that there was a meme that was on the top of Reddit R Gaming, which is I, I, technically a shitty subreddit, <laughs> but the, it was pretty good because it was the the guy getting dressed in clown makeup and everything. Um, but yeah, he was it had basically all the like it had just World of Warcraft and says they'll yeah. fix it in the next expansion and then Diablo 3 and it was like it'll be better than Diablo 2 and then it says it's not pay, pay to win for Hearthstone and then <laughs> Heroes of the Storm it's like they they do not want to want the MOBA players and then Overwatch 2 it'll be a new game and then Diablo 4 <laughs> it'll be like Diablo 2 Diablo as Immortals, they are trying different things. And then Warcraft 3 Reforged, they care about old games. Oh, boy. And it's just like, yeah, they've... Yeah. Blizzard's been, like, deconstructing themselves in a very bad way. I don't yeah. like anything they've been doing. But, I mean, I'm not... I'm not a Blizzard junkie. I know there's people... There are people out there who buy everything Blizzard puts out. I'm not one of those people. I did, you know, play... I played the first Diablo. I played Diablo 2. I played, like, Warcraft 1, 2, and 3. Like, I played StarCraft 2. And StarCraft 1, I guess. <laughs> and and Brood War and all that, but... That meme is basically the Blizzard fanboy in denial. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> well, I mean, I feel a lot of people, like... I would say there's two sides of the fence, but there, there are people who are, like, apologists out there. And I think in yeah. some ways for... For certain games out there, which not to speak like I never bought into something like Overwatch as hard as everybody else did. Like I bought it and played it, but I mean, people have spent a lot of money on loot boxes and shit like and some people with World of Warcraft are still playing it and have bought really into it or are still invested in it. Yeah, like literally monetarily invested. So you don't want to ever... I think once again, you you rationalize the money you spent on something, or money you you've devoted to a company, by basically saying that the ship's not sinking. Yeah, because you've once again you've just bought in so financially heavily. But I do I see this as necessarily writing on the wall. No, we don't know what a fucking we don't know what Diablo Four is yet. It may be the greatest game ever. It may be a giant pile of shit it may be a microtransaction filled piece Cesspool. of shit yeah like we just don't know yet so i don't know until we see that and what like overwatch 2 are and even like the potential success of a diablo immortals like i i wouldn't necessarily say anything but warcraft 3 reforged sounds like it's a total piece of shit um which we did kind of report on this a little poorly last week, so I kind of want to <laughs> re-hit on that. Um, what essentially happened is Warcraft Reforged launched, and it was definitely underwhelming. They didn't make as many changes as were kind of promised and shown early. They did flesh out some information in BlizzCon, uh, the, the most recent BlizzCon that happened. 
of what was going on with the game because originally they promised, oh, we're going to redo all these cutscenes to have more yeah. dynamic camera angles and this and that. But last year they said they weren't going to go through with that and wanted to retain the classic feel of that as much as that's a shitty take because now basically something you were trying to say last week but it just didn't come out quite right is the the new current warcraft 3 uh reforged basically prevents you from launching or using the original warcraft 3 launcher oh wow it's that wow yeah, and because the old net code is tied to the new shit. Yeah, and I know so, they, they took the old one off the store, too. Yes, and I think some of that is because because they have... We talked a little bit about how they've rewritten the uh, Terms of Service agreement. So now, any custom games you make are owned by Blizzard themselves. Yeah. Which, I mean, is super fucking shitty, but it at the end of the day, that is their IP. Right. But that'd be like if someone were to make a game mode instead of Halo Forge. Yeah, but I, it's still a Halo thing. I mean, granted, that doesn't prevent you from making like I don't I think of something like the game Dreams where a lot of people are using yeah. Dreams as a prototyping like to just make like because it's already got maker tools so they can build stuff in Dreams and use it as a prototype kit for maybe something they're going to make with actual tools and i still think you can do that with warcraft stuff yeah and they are issuing refunds to this because the uh, outreach has been big enough so great well i mean it's pretty shitty what they did because it once again it was not as uh, substantial as a thing as they initially marketed as a, it as yeah. and which like i said last time $30 still isn't necessarily a bad buy-in, but when you compare that to the stuff on the Activision portion, um, that it looks bad when you compare it to Spyro and Crash, where they fully rebuilt those games, where yeah. this is not as rebuilt as all that. Yeah, well, and the fact that, like, they took, like, again, they took the old one off the their, their store which only costs $10, and now you don't have the option to buy the cheap one if you want it. Well, and they, what I was trying to say last time, which once again, this got I listened back to that episode and it got a little confusing, is with StarCraft, they did a 4K enhancement to the original, uh, making like 4K tooltips oh, okay. and all that shit, which it, it was just kind of an up-res. It wasn't like a full remaster and rebuilding all those units. But that's something I thought they should do with Warcraft 3 Reforge. Yeah. It's not only rebuild the whole game from the ground up, but just and in up a res it in do, a, do both. Yeah. Cuz then you could you should have an, a client where you can like pop between the two styles and yeah. if you want to play well like the Halo I'll, I'll remasters quotes, you can do that with all of those. Like you should be able to play not only the classic but you should be able to play an up-resed version of the classic in like a 4K or 1080 or whatever it might be yeah. as well as just play with the new visuals like halo did yeah like that's one of the cool things about the halo one is how you can it's still running the same engine you can just like flip back and forth between the old and new visuals just seamlessly that's always kind of cool be like wow this is what the game looked like i mean it just the the amount of work put in here just seems like just about like tantamount to nothing yeah so and they're charging 30 bucks for it which is once Money again, grubbing. it seems 
pretty shitty. Where Greedy. You think of, once again, games that have, I feel, honored the uh, <clears throat> legacy of said games were something like Spyro and Crash Remastered or the most current, like, Medieval Remaster. Yeah. That it's that game with new visuals, like new a new shiny coat of paint, which is brings you to be like, that's how I remember the game. Yeah. So on Monday, they... They released a statement uh, response to all this. So I'm not sure who it comes from. I think it just is from the just the general, the Reforged team. Hey, War 3 players. We've been following the discussions the past couple of days. I want to thank you for your feedback as well as your support. First off, we want to say we're sorry for to those of you who didn't do not have the experience you wanted. And we'd like to share our plans for what's coming next. There were a few hours during launch day where we experienced a server load issue that impacted players' ability to jump right in, but we were able to resolve those later in the day. Separate from that, we've seen community feedback about different aspects of the Reforge, of Reforge that we wanted to take some time to address. Before we go on, the team is excited that Warcraft 3 Reforged is finally upon us and that we're fully committed to supporting the game for a long time to come. The next few patches and updates we'll discuss below are just part of our ongoing plans this game is an integral part of the blizzard dna with a team that loves warcraft 3 and we're looking forward to pouring our hearts into reforge and the warcraft 3 community for a long term or for the long term one of the concerns with reforged that we've seen are the visuals when selecting classic mode we we've identified the bug causing the colors and shading to look different from the original warcraft 3 and we're testing a fix that will be incorporated in a larger patch addressing this issues and others We've expected to re- we expect to release that late this week. The patch will also address many other known issues, such as fixing some portrait animations and audio bugs, implementing some UI fixes, and more. Keep an eye out for the patch notes for a detailed list of all the bug fixes. Another area of concerned of concern we're seeing is regarding online features such as leaderboards and clans, which applies to all Warcraft three players, including those who haven't purchased Reforged. At BlizzCon, we talked a lot about how the team is actively working on a standing up the bat or on standing up the back end to ensure a smooth transition to this MMR system, much like we did with StarCraft Remastered. As with Remastered, these and other features will be included in a major patch for Reforged, which will address the issues for players of the original game. We'll share the release plans as work progresses in the coming weeks. Please be assured that the team is hard at work on standing these features up. There are some individual concerns we've seen that are we're not currently planning to address and we're wanting and we wanted to give the community a heads up as of version 1.3 of the original game. We saw very low usage of tournaments in the rang of chaos rule set. So we removed both in mid 2019 in version 1.31 <clears throat> eliminating the maintenance for underused elements has helped us. Streamline our overall support of the game and focus on areas impacting the most players. That said, we do anticipate that players who prefer Rain Chaos will find custom games with similar rule sets, which we hope will satisfy their concern. Related to that, man, this is a long statement. (laughs) Related to that, as we talked about last year at BlizzCon, we did not want the in-game cutscenes to steer too far from the original game. We went a little deeper into the thought process behind that at the show. But the main takeaway is that the campaigns tell one of the classic stories in Warcraft history, and we want to preserve the true spirit of Warcraft 3 and allow players to relive these unforgettable moments as they were, albeit rebuilt with new animations and the higher fidelity art. 
We know this update doesn't address all questions, but we're committed to the development and support of this game. We hope you'll keep an eye out for this week's patch and future updates and let us know what you think as we continue fine-tuning things. Until then, thank you as uh, always for your support and passion for Warcraft 3. We appreciate all your feedback and we'll continue to keep Warcraft 3 community updated on everything we're working on. Sincerely, Warcraft 3 Reforged Team. See, but this kind of mentioned, like I was saying, where did the StarCraft Warcraft Warcraft 3 Reforged it fucked with the original client. Yeah. And it's online mode. But you you can still play if you own that game, you can still play it, but it sounds like you can't buy it currently. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Which I'm sure at some point it'll probably get re-upped, but Hopefully I mean they should it should just outrage. be bundled into Reforged that it should just give you a launcher for yeah, the original. You would but think. I don't know. They this they fucked up. They fucked up bad. And I mean they keep fucking up because this is Yeah, this is what like, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth time they fucked up. Yeah. It's just time after time, it just keeps happening. So yeah, there's something wrong with the leadership at Blizzard right now. Um my take on this is because I'm once again, I'm like I'm into Warcraft. I'm just not buying this until it's either a lot a hell of a lot cheaper or until it's fucking fixed. Yeah. So Maybe get your refund if you bought it and buy it at a later yeah. date. If it gets fixed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, in other news of com- people leaving companies, uh, Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser is leaving. Which, as far as I read on this, it sounds like he was forced to step down. Let's see what it, it's so. kind of vague and there's nothing official on that, but it sounded like he was kind of. Yeah, he's been on out. a he's been on a break since 2019. His last day will be March 11th. Uh, take two issue to short statement as part of an SEC filing. Uh, we are extremely grateful. His contributions. Rockstar has built some of the be- most critically or Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful game worlds a global community of passionate fans and incredibly talent and incre- incredibly talented team which remains focused on current and future projects so he was the vice president at the um at rockstar um so he was a lead writer on stuff from grand theft Auto 5 to red dead redemption and when kotaku contacted a representative of rockstar um, they were told that his role with Rockstar Games, which he founded in 19, 1998, remains unchanged. Okay, but he's going to be gone. So, I mean, that is a change. So, uh, yeah, Take-Two's so- stock just crashed a further 9% oh, after recovering from the Dan Hauser news yesterday. Net bookings fell sharply based on a tough comp verse last year, RDR2 launch, and fell short of expectations. Oof, that's not good. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder uh, why he's being forced to step down or um, allegedly. I mean, it sounds like he was definitely a proponent of a lot of the bad dealings that happened, like a lot of the crunch involved. Crunch crunch time. Because he he like, once again, kind of like the other guy mentioned earlier, or kind of get it done type people yeah. and get it out the way. And he was part of the writing team, which he was always the one to be like, this is how we do things. Like we put in 90 hour work weeks, but you don't mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. Like but it's just part of the culture. 
Yeah, so he's like if definitely, you work in here, like it's like it's almost like working at probably Tesla or SpaceX. Like, yeah, we don't get paid much, but we put in all the work. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I had any other news about people leaving companies. I thought I did, but I'm not sure. All right, well, let's talk about Evo 2020. So our the Evo 2020 lineup was announced. So this year we have Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Samurai Showdown, Soul Calibur 6, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Tekken 7, and Under Night in Birth. E E X E late X E. Do you know how to pronounce? <laughs> you know how that's supposed to be said. E X E late, C L R. <laughs> yeah, you you got it. Is that is that what it's supposed to be? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um. Yeah. So no Mortal Kombat 11. I don't think that's the biggest news here. <laughs> no more Super Smash Brothers Melee. I mean, that was a given because currently the <laughs> the most popular. They, they say yeah. the current the Nintendo has been very adamant that Ultimate, it, like you're playing the most current iteration of Smash. Yeah, you're not. Which there will still be melee tournaments there, just not official. Not the official. But the, the biggest one is like what? Side. What the fuck's that Marvel vs. Capcom two doing there? <laughs> the hell is that? It's my boy. You know you made a game that sucks when Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite isn't at yeah. Evo. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I know a lot of that has to do with Disney, and Disney doesn't want their games at Evo for some fucking reason. Yeah. So this is good. That It, it was upsetting when there was no Marvel vs. Capcom representation last year, so I'm glad to see Marvel vs. Capcom back. Um, Myself, I, I'm excited about that. But yeah, no Mortal Kombat 11 is really bizarre. Um, I know Sonic Fox had a tweet about that, saying that he's upset that he doesn't even get to defend his title since he won last time. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I mean, when you think about it, like Mortal Kombat 11 was there one year. That that's so bizarre for a fighting game. Yeah, I still I still think it's funny to see something like Soul Calibur at a tournament like this. I I know the reason for that though is uh Bam Bamco I think kicks in money. Oh, there's Evo. no Tekken this year either. Yeah, there was. You was said there? Tekken. Oh, 7. I did say Tekken. Okay. I'm, it's like, I'm of course there's mind. fucking Tekken I is like, hot. The f- I was like, how good Tekken's Tekken? like the fucking hottest right now. You know what's funny? You know, every single one of these except for Super Smash Brothers is PlayStation 4. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's where you do fighting games yeah, at it, it really is you gotta have that d-pad even though if you're a true if you're a true fighting gamer you use fight sticks that's not 100 percent true fuck you use fight sticks it's like a lot of the competitors do use fight sticks but there are some very top players that use just a controller i use my elite controller no. <laughs> yeah so it's let's like, see someone yeah. use the xbox adaptive controller I, I think the biggest thing with using a fight stick is that it's universal. Yeah. You can plug it into the PC, plug it into the Xbox, plug it into the PlayStation. Yeah. 
So oh, you don't, you don't like, got to worry about what you're playing on. That's true. Um, but it's just like, I know like there's all the, the whole idea that you have your each of your fingers on a button. Um, it's faster in a way. Uh, there, there's also something called a hitbox. I don't know if you've heard of these things. <laughs> no, what? tell me, Marcus. What is a hitbox? You've never heard of this? <laughs> They're like our arcade stick, but they have buttons that are basically macroed. Yeah. So you might have... You might have a button that is separate from your other buttons that is just like a Hadouken. Yeah. And there's been heavy debates on the legality of them. Yeah, because it's just like doing quick combos without actually doing them. Yeah, it's there's there's just a lot of questionable legality within the tournament scene, even though a lot of uh, yeah, a, a lot of old pros use them because they're I mean, they they're just not as dexterous as they used to be. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, but, I I almost wonder like, um, or this this that sort of reminds me of the days of like controller modding. I don't know if it's like as much of a thing. I've these heard days. it's not necessarily controller modding, but having modded mice in esports has been very problematic. Oh, really? Because I know like a lot of like at, back in the like Halo Three days, people would do controller mods, which they would. You, you could basically enable like a um, rapid fire feature essentially. Yeah, where you with just the, because it had the like, if you switched between certain weapons quick enough, it would shoot without, it would be like an instant reload. That or, that or like so it, it would be. So it had that macro just built into yeah, a certain button. That or it would be like, like the rapid fire would be like, if you, if the some games didn't have, didn't tie like a, like if it's an automatic, like like let's say it's a submachine gun, you just hold the trigger down and it shoots. But theoretically, if you could just press a trigger a lot of times really super fast, it would technically shoot faster than if you just held it down. So that's what like the auto that's what the rapid fire would do is it would just press the trigger like soup stupidly fast. You know, like stuff like that sounds illegal because it's it's game breaking yeah and that was this oh, is yeah. once again it if was like you're, xbox 360 era if you're just like my wrist can't quite do those motions anymore yeah it's, but like i said it's it's questionable it's in a gray space of yeah it's where like it how, falls. how i just know there's a lot of complaints about it within the fighting game scene yeah because you get to a point it's like how accommodating do you want to be because I mean, you look at like regular sports, like when people get older, they retire and they because they just don't they're not as good at the game as the younger people. So who knows? Maybe maybe gaming wants to be different. I don't know. Maybe they want to be more inclusive and not push out old people. <laughs> who knows? Well, I mean, it's I wouldn't even say necessarily old people, but I mean, you got to consider like some people may just have. Uh, like disability yeah and Dis like yeah. i mean we talked about like adaptive controllers mm -hmm. and this is kind of in the same space as that oh yeah totally like once again if you if you maybe have arthritis like i i don't see harm in it necessarily yeah but like i said it is it does give you maybe a questionable edge over people like i don't know it, it might be even like this may be in the same space as wearing like better shoes or something. Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah. Or it could be like using an aluminum bat in baseball. <laughs> a cork bat, which <laughs> didn't really do anything, I guess. Um, <laughs> That's, uh, that doesn't even sound like it would do anything. 
It was supposedly one of those things way back when with Mark McGuire. How about a deflated football? Deflate gate was real. <laughs> oh. We just let like two P- PSI out of the ball. It's not a big deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, in any case, it it's I think it's worth having a conversation on something like that within the community for sure. But I don't know. I, yeah. I don't I don't I personally don't have strong feelings either way, but I ha- I'm not playing at a competitive level where I may be losing to somebody using this device that may be giving them some sort of small competitive edge over you who's has to raw enter things. Yeah. Um in any case, Marvel's Capcom two. Yeah. I'm actually excited to watch that tournament because that's Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is one of the fun games to watch because it's just watching people get comboed forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I might have to try to tune in this year. I always forget about it until it happens. I usually tune in to watch Sonic Fox at the very least. Yeah. Sonic Fox. I'll see him win again. Who knows? It's tough now because Mortal Kombat became his biggest... That was the biggest game he was playing. Uh, So... Unless he goes back on Dragon Ball Fighters, which I mean, I know he does still play, but I know he wasn't going as hard on that as he used to. Yeah. All right. You have anything else to say about Evo? No. All right. Well, let's move on to stuff getting delayed because of the coronavirus. So Nintendo, basically, Nintendo came out and said that they're, Jesus, I keep burping. Uh, Nintendo's come out and said that there, there, there will be delays and production issues regarding the Nintendo Switch because of the coronavirus, because it is manufactured in China. Uh, and China is like super shut down right now. I mean, that coronavirus situation keeps getting worse over there. One such game, which we actually talked about last week, is already delayed. So, Outer Worlds. Yeah, the Outer Worlds switch got delayed. Um, which is a weird, no date yeah. was given yet. Yeah. Um, so. Also, yeah, so they're saying like uh, there's production shipments that have not, uh, that, that have been, um, it's mostly affecting Japan right now. They still have not confirmed whether it will affect U.S. stuff um, as far as the actual Switch consoles. Um, they also said that shipments of Ring Fit Adventure uh, will be delayed and pre-orders for the Animal Crossing Switch have been moved to to be announced. Oh, no. So, <laughs> but they, uh, Nintendo says, we would like to offer our deepest apology to our customers for any trouble this is causing. And the company says it hopes it gets products out in a more timely fashion, even as the effects of the coronavirus can continue and asking for everyone's understanding. So, yeah, the yeah, the Nintendo Switch Animal Crossing edition has uh, been moved from February 8th to to be announced, which is a bummer. The coronavirus that was a, that was a, that's that was a Chinese government's plan all along to delay Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real conspiracy. That's the real conspiracy. It's not population control. It's not all these other things. People coming up. It's just to stop Nintendo. It's a shitty plan. It's a really shitty plan. I mean, any plan is a shitty plan. Um, I haven't heard any other things related to gaming this week, other than the Nintendo stuff due to coronavirus. 
I mean, my gaming slowed due to drinking Corona. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Google responded to okay, boomer. <laughs> That's the best. Okay, boomer. Okay, it got smart. <coughs> that was a good one. Um, yeah, but that coronavirus, I've been seeing conspiracies go both ways saying China is underreporting and that like it's way worse of a pandemic that they're letting out. And then I've also seen people say it's that it's like not as bad as China's saying, which I still don't understand because like I think it's a Trojan horse. They're sneaking it in through the switches. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's actually on the cartridges because everyone wants to lick them for them tasting bad. Well, now that and no, no, because the bad taste comes from Reggie's feet. <laughs> Since Reggie left Nintendo, Doug Bowser has been trying to stink up his feet. <laughs> and it's just not working. So they have to put the coronavirus on it now. So if you lick the cartridges, you get coronavirus. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. That one's... You haven't lived until you tasted a Switch cartridge. You haven't lived until you've tasted coronavirus. I will never. I stopped licking cartridges after Reggie left Nintendo. <laughs> it's never the same. It's, it's not, not the same. No matter, it's not I the mean, same without Reggie. You can't have artificial Reggie foot taste. <laughs> It's, that's what they tried to create, and they created the coronavirus. Oh my god! No. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they, that's they wanted what it to actually, create artificial it, Reggie foot flavoring. God, that was. I think I've said before that they fill up a giant like this. Is how they did it before? They'd fill up a giant tub of switch cartridges, and Reggie would stomp on them like grapes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls off of the the platform. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and then he had to retire. That's why he's, the real reason why you're retired. You couldn't stand the shame of have, having fallen out of the bin of switch cartridges. Did did you know? Because I listened to that podcast with Reggie. Did you listen to that podcast where they interviewed Reggie? I have not had the chance to listen to it because work has been crazy this week. So, so Reggie directly led to Papa John's. Yeah, that's I heard that John Schnatter, Schnatter was created. By Reggie. Reggie. His greatest shame. Well, yeah. It makes sense. I'd be ashamed, too, if I made that grease ball. He directly led to somebody eating 9,000 pizzas a week. (laughs) 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 I was just going to say something like that. (laughs) See, Reggie, on the other hand, ate 9,000 Switch cartridges. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just led directly to this guy. I need. To, I still need to listen to that podcast. Yeah, I like it's good. Re- Reggie's just as good at speaking, so I like hearing him talk. Yeah, he go. He goes back into his days at Pizza Hut. He worked for uh, like a motorcycle company for a while. Dude's and done everything. Yeah, he's he's been around. But now he has the highest position of all: Nintendo fan. Well, he mentioned in that cast of how before he worked at Nintendo, he he was a big Nintendo fan and he played a lot of video games. Yeah. But before he worked at Nintendo, he assumed every gamer was kind of like him or in my case, like me, where he was like, I own like all these consoles and like 90 games. He's like, I didn't know your average gamer only owned like two or three games. Oh, God. Yeah, he thought everyone was a super gamer. Yeah, he was like, I didn't think they had 
he's like, I thought they would play a lot of stuff, but it, it was actually insightful to hear that he, because obviously you can't talk about it while you work at said company, but it was interesting to hear him talk about how he owned a PlayStation and all this other stuff. Yeah. So like talking about owning a Genesis and everything where do you think Reggie has a project Scarlet in his house? No. <laughs> Did he take Phil Spencer? <laughs> That's why they were their last actually thing roommate. was them on stage. They're actually rooming together and he Phil Spencer brought home his his project Scarlet so that Reggie could play it. I wish. <laughs> I want like I, I don't get me wrong, I like Doug Bowser. I think he's been doing a good job so far, but I mean what they really needed to do is they need to, Reggie was such a person though. They need to stop doing this whole thing where like the UK gets like better like bundles than we do. I mean that just in general is Nintendo of America. Nintendo of America, so once again, either Doug Bowser slash Reggie in general have been directly responsible for fucking over our audience. Cause that that's yeah. why we got like like the like with the the new three DS, they were originally all XLs. We didn't get the clamshelled ones with the replaceable faceplates for a really long time. Yeah. Because Nintendo of America just looked at the sales data and was like, says here everybody's buying an XL and nobody wants a smaller clamshell. And then also like there was there's another thing recently that there was a there's a bundle that we won't be getting um and it's everything. But then like that happened with the the Mario Maker 2 where with you the got stylus. the stylus if you pre-ordered the over in the UK but we didn't it's like you kind of like I mean the stylus probably improves your gameplay a lot. I mean the UK has also gotten really good collector's editions of games that we haven't necessarily got. Yeah that's true too. Specific, once again specifically Nintendo products so yeah or they've gotten like special edition 3DS's that we didn't get stop it Nintendo <laughs> Well, it's annoying having the market like so divided because like Japan, Japan gets its things and then yeah. the UK gets its stuff and then America gets its weird shit. So we we have gotten different stuff than UK. So, I mean, I'm counting my blessings on the things we do get, but it's definitely a lot less than what UK gets and what Japan gets. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, I think we're going to take a small break so that we can Start a new recording and also cover more news before we go too long in this first section and then have a short second section. So we'll be right back. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Okay, we are back with more news. And this news is EA hikes up PC game prices. But only on Steam because they're assholes. Um, so yeah, uh, yesterday EA re- yesterday as in yeah yeah actually yesterday as of this recording, 
EA raised well, you the, should tell them what day that is. Which would be EA Wednesday. <laughs> EA raised the prices on a whole bunch of games across the whole bunch of regions on Steam, making some of them cost almost twice as much in Valve Store as they do on EA's own Origin market Marketplace. So, yeah, that's fun. Um, let's see. I guess in the in the U.S. mostly things are unchanged, but stuff like U.K. to South Korea and Singapore, Mexico, most of Europe, I've all seen price increases. Um, seems weird that they that there would be that different. Uh, some countries have seen prices increases for one game, but decreases for another. And the moves are far too volatile to be simply a matter of adjusting for local currency fluctuations. So, like, uh, so in Brazil, SimCity Four is now eighty Brazil dollars. I don't know. I don't know what they use over there. It says our dollar. I have no idea. And then normally, which and it it went up to eighty of their dollars to thirty five of their dollars. And then in Russia, the Mass Effect collection went to eight hundred. Two seventeen hundred, and they use rupees, right? Is that what theirs is called? I don't know, but I mean, the Mass Effect is just a piece of shit. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> I don't know why anybody would pay a dime for that because it's cra- a good game. Yeah, that's what they all tell me. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I touched it once, and you know what? It's fucking dumb. <laughs> Mass Effect is one of the greatest trilogies ever made. Sure, <laughs> and you were wrong. <laughs> Nah, it's not the same without Frost here to make angry. <laughs> See, I don't think I, I always remember that we killed her. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, force ghost of Frost looms in these sad corners. Um, <clears throat> well, let's move on to the rest of the news because uh, that was the last big one. So now we're going to do the smaller news. So I don't know if you've kind of been if you're up on tech news and you know how like um xiaomi oppo and vivo and huawei are like they can't they they're denied access to using the google Google play store on their phones that they manufacture yes well now they're looking to um provide an alternative like they're teaming up they're 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 starting their own legion of doom to to create a app marketplace to rival google play for android we'll see how that goes in other tech news youtube music might soon get play music's uh lock music locks or loft um youtube music might soon get play music's music locker feature i don't know if you do have you ever used google play music no i don't do that um so google play music like if you paid for their servers you could Essentially, you could just upload your whole entire music library to it, and then you could stream your own music library from their their services. So if you you could not only use whatever they have, but you could just upload all of your own music to it and listen to it. And it, I guess in a uh, kind of a developer preview of the app, there is a that feature looks like it's there. So it looks like that's going to be something that's added pretty soon, which. Makes me kind of happy because one of my fears of them moving away from Google Play Music to YouTube Music is that they wouldn't have future parity, then and you would lose a lot of the stuff that Google Play Music had. And because they kind of did that with Inbox, when they got rid of Inbox, they 
they promised that they would keep the same features in Gmail and they didn't. They just like abandoned a lot of like really awesome inbox features. I thought they would do the same thing with Google Play Music, but it seems like they're kind of uh, actually keeping their promise on this one. So who knows? That's cool stuff. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. We have this week in lawsuits. New lawsuits say EA's FIFA is basically gambling. I mean, who would disagree with that except for EA? Uh, EA's long-running conflict with European government over its loot box mechanics is set to continue with two separate lawsuits filed in France accusing the company's flagship FIFA series of containing a game mode that's essentially unregulated gambling. Let's see, where are they? how much are they suing them for? I want to see. So two lawyers from Paris are filing on behalf of players who claim that the only way to win at the game's ultimate team mode is to spend real money on packs of players that are generated randomly. Uh, one of the lawyers cites Belgium's outlawing of loot box gambling as an example. Um, they don't say how much they're suing them for, so bummer. I want to see how much they were going to sue them for. Just bleed EA dry. Just suck all the money out of them. Whatever you can to fuck them over, do it. <laughs> just do it. Google is really trigger happy today. Um, I just thought this this article was the title was funny. Someone talked me out of spending nine hundred dollars on some keyboard caps. So. Someone, they, this Kotaku writer, writer literally posted a screenshot of an eBay listing for some keyboard caps that cost uh, $900. Would you buy $900 keycaps, Marcus? No. No? No. It's not me, man. It's not you. What about $900 controller? What about a $900, a $900 uh, Nintendo Switch Pro controller? Nope. <laughs> you liar. I wouldn't buy that. What if uh? I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't buy shit that that's expensive. What if it had Luigi on it? I still wouldn't. <laughs> You're a liar. Nine hundred dollars. What if it came with a figure? <laughs> it better come with a wife for nine hundred dollars. <laughs> Japanese waifu. Nine hundred dollars. Nine hundred dollars. A thousand dollars. Considering, you know, I'm not going to buy it if thing cost more than the console. <laughs> that's true. I'm not going to buy $900 of keycaps if that's more than my PC's worth. Okay, what if... Like what some if, kind of psychopath. <laughs> what if it was a $900 Switch? Show me what that Switch does. <laughs> um, It's a hologram. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is that... Is, am I getting better performance? Or like the... Are the are the Joy Con solid gold? You can play Xbox games on it. Is it all gold plated? Yeah, like <laughs> maybe it's actually just an Xbox, but also a Switch. In this, uh, Microsoft and Nintendo teamed up to make the ultimate console. The, I'm telling you, for nine hundred dollars, I'm not going to buy a piece of shit. That's not. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll call it. They'll combine it into one console and they'll call it the X Switch. The Switch box. <laughs> the Switch box. That actually that would be funny. Actually, the Switchbox. Um, there is a desktop goose game where a basically the goose from Untitled Goose Game just terrorizes your PC. It's. I mean, they like take your icons on your desktop. It's like yeah, it's like an old school. Like people have made stuff like this before. Yeah, I remember one where you could have. uh, this was way back in the 90s, but it's like you could let like termites eat your screen. Yeah. And like you had a hammer and you could like smash the screen. And I had one that like had like dinosaurs that would like populate in your, 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 on your desktop. 
Yeah, it's just it's fun random stuff. Shit. Uh, Microsoft's bug bounty program will pay players to find security flaws in Xbox Live. So Xbox has never suffered a major hack, but Microsoft would like to keep it that way, in part by rewarding people who report vulnerabilities in the gaming plat or gaming network with cash, with cold hard cash. So the Xbox Bounty program invites gamers, securities researchers, and others around the world to help identify security vulnerabilities in the Xbox Live network and services and share them with the Xbox team. Uh, the company said yesterday on the news uh, launch page, qualified submissions are eligible for bounty rewards of $500 all the way to $20,000. $500? Yeah, it's a whole... That gets you almost the way to buying that controller. That, that gets you... Potentially, maybe a whole um, Xbox Series X. You're halfway to buying those keycaps. No, the the the, the Switch box. The Switch box. Yeah, the Switch box. The, I think uh, that would be the Switch box 1080. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it would be. But the rate Nintendo's going at 720. <laughs> no, at the rate Nintendo's going, it would be the new Switch box <laughs> <laughs> or the Switch box XL. Oh God. Uh, um, Tantem, as told by Steam reviews. <laughs> um, so let's see. Do they have screenshots here? No, they're all broken. Are all the screenshots broken? Don't do I not get to report on these? Okay, here we go. Maybe, maybe. Okay. So they Kotaku compiled a bunch of Steam reviews. For Tantem. So this one is... This person recommends Tantem. I didn't expect to like it so much but at first, but it proved me wrong. The whole mechanics in fights and stamina is really challenging and offers something new to these type of games. Pokemon-like game. The world is beautiful and have many things. The NPC in the map are interesting with some nice dialogues. I hope the developers keep working and improving it because it's a really good project, worth the money. Hope we see more Temtems in the future and more unique areas like snow and such. Let's see what else there is to. Seems like mo- oh, let's see. There's we'll do one more recommended. Um, love it. The game is very very closely follows the beats of the original Pokemon games. You start in your mom's house, go meet the professor who has you choose one of the three Temtems of different types. You battle your friend who is a smug bastard and then leave your home village to head north to the long grass th- or through the long grass to the first town, catching Temtem as you go. After six hours of play, I got a full party of six Temtem plus a few extras on in the bank. They're all around level 15 to 20. I've defeated the first boss and will now be leveling my team a bit before tackling the first dojo. The game runs smoothly, the UI is very polished, the Temtem battles feel balanced, and the feedback from hits is great, which is more than I can say for a lot of early access things, I, games I've played. Connecting to a massively multiplayer world and seeing other players running around with you is a bit weird, albeit sometimes funny, when there's a bunch of bunch of you running in circles around the same small patch of grass waiting for a bite. If you're like me and suffer from social anxiety, if you're not, you don't have to interact with any other players in order to play the game. Now, here is a not recommended. And this person played 60 hours in the last two weeks. The game definitely shows a lot of promise, and I would certainly be nothing but optimistic. Some of the decisions made in the first week of early access didn't leave me doubtful. 
Simply put, the game's entertainment value drops off considerably the moment you reach the end of the currently available story uh, content. You would think a monster collecting and battling game would offer plenty of post-game content in the form of PvP battling or stat optimization, in this case via breeding, but both of these features are notably lacking in execution at the moment. Battling between players is so infrequent you forget it even exists at times. There isn't even an in-game chat where people can seek each other out for this. Not that they would, anyways, considering how everyone is currently focused on capturing things to enter either breathe or get the money to breed. Which brings me to my next points. Breeding was relatively fine until it wasn't. Shortly into release, Karima saw people mass breeding perfect Temtem and immediately knee-jerked the items that facilitate this perfect breeding process to ridiculous prices the funds needed to breed a perfect nearly quadrupled the problem however wasn't the items pricing there was an exploit that allowed folks to receive relatively large amounts of in-game currency to facilitate this breeding this exploit was eventually noticed and patched the prices however remained the same players who already abuse this system currently sit upon mountains of money from the perfects they can sell anybody who didn't abuse it are stuck grinding ridiculous amounts of cash just to get a single perfect for a red relatively paltry return if they even plan on selling it so yeah those are some positives and negatives of I don't know, the only good thing i heard was that since the fighting is actually pretty challenging that you can just lose to your rival and the game just kind of continues so it's <laughs> really? just like he like he or she or whoever it is your rival can just kick your ass and then just moves on <laughs> like, see i did like, just beat my ass. <laughs> That's funny. Um, over thirty six, over thirty six thousand flash games have been saved and are now playable offline. Let's toss the turtle in there. Probably. Holy shit! That's a lot. Of, I mean, this has to be like everything from like Congregate, right? <laughs> oh, so is there? Uh, is Burrito Bison in there? I would assume so. Almost. Um. I always wanted Burrito Bison and Smash. <laughs> uh, for a long time, the internet was filled with games and animation all built in Flash. But when this year ends, Flash will die as nearly all major web, web browsers will remove Flash support on December 31st, 2020. Luckily, all that content won't be lost thanks to Flashpoint, a project which has saved over 36,000 Flash games um, from disappearing forever. Um, so back in 2017, Adobe announced that it would stop supporting Flash at the end of 2020. The company spent the last three years working with other tech firms like Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, and Google to make the transition as smooth as possible. And while many games and apps have moved to HTML5 or Unity, many other games haven't made the jump to newer, safer technology. And with less than a year left, most never will. Um, so Flashpoint, can, it's a open source tech that allows people to download and play a large list of games and animations. Um, and you can suggest new games to be added if something you like isn't there. So you can request Burrito Bison if it's not there. But I mean, with 36,000 games, I imagine if it's something you like, it's probably there. <laughs> um, so you can download the full collection, which takes up roughly 290 gigabytes for all 36,000 games. Which doesn't seem like a lot for three six thousand games. I was gonna say that's like somehow not really a lot and also <laughs> too much at the same time. <laughs> like it's not really a lot of space, but that's a lot of fucking games. 
I kind of want to. I'm never this. gonna play that many games. I mean, yeah, I'll probably never play thirty six thousand games in my life. Hey, Marcus, did you know that um, Doom guy and Isabel are best friends? <laughs> as far as I know, they're dating. <laughs> it seems so. According we- to the internet, I don't, like. How did this happen? I don't because they're coming out on the same day. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's all it is. It's that's too funny though. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Isabel and Doom guy are dating, and you can see if you search on Google, you can find all sorts of artwork and some that might be <laughs> might be a little unsavory if uh, if you're not. Uh, yeah. I mean, all as I know is as Isabel swole. Yeah, dude. I've seen some where she's she's ripped. When she's coming back from. She's pissed. Smash. She's swole. Yeah, she's. That's why she's going after Doom Man, Doom Guy. It's the only, uh, it's the only reasonable match for her after getting swollen. Smash. Uh, Steamforged Games, the team behind the uh, Dungeons and Doggies and Dungeons and Cats, uh, have a new Kickstarter, and this time it's a campaign that's exclu- That's um, in addition to like both of those expansions they did for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's just kind of like a whole, it's a campaign with some new stuff. So if you want to know more, just uh, look up Steamforge Games. They, it's pretty cool. I, they, I really like that rule set they added for for uh, Dungeons and Dragons for the dogs and stuff. I played that with Missing World Player Found. So. Well, if you're not going to talk about it, we better talk about the bigger Kickstarter news. What's that? What What's that? What's that? Yeah, that's what we all said when Platinum Games had a Kickstarter. <laughs> that was so. When you sent me this, I was like, "That's weird." Yeah, Platinum Games did a Kickstarter. They're doing uh, Wonderful One Hundred and One. The confusing thing about this is the game releases in April. And the other confusing thing is they got a whole lot of ten cent money. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> which I don't know. This seems weird because they're they're clearly in this case must be using. Kickstarter is just a pre-order platform. It must be. Because if the game's due in April, that means it's already, like, done. They, they are, and the, so originally the they asked for 50000 Yeah. Uh, which would get you the, that would, that just confirmed that the game was coming to Switch. That was just yeah game on Switch. And then I think 100000 was, like, PS4. But now, it, or no, that was Steam was the second one. So, but now it is. It, they've raised enough money. They've raised over a million already <laughs> in the first like twenty four hours. So they're coming to uh, Steam, PS four, Switch. No Xbox One yet. Don't know if that's gonna get listed at some point. I know they've said they're not opposed to it. But the weirder thing, they'll do it and just add it to Game Pass. <laughs> the, the the weirder thing is, I I don't want to butcher his name, so I'm gonna look it up real quick. So. So they they had like weird tiers within the Wonderful 101 uh, backing thing, but one of them was that Kamiya, the basically the Platinum Games boss, would block you on Twitter. That was like part of one of the tiers that he would publicly block you on Twitter. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, and I don't know. This is it's. I backed this, um, but just because I've. I wanted the game on Switch. Like, I was going to buy the game anyway, so it just seems like a chance to get it at a reduced rate because it looks to be like when the game's actually released, it will be either... It's hard to say based on their Kickstarter because it's all in, like, yen, uh, but it looks to be around either $40 or 60 depending. Because the, the digital, though, is, like, I think 32 uh, USD. 
So that's not bad. Um, but I just wanted this. But that, in addition to this, they announced that there was always like kind of some buzz about the Platinum 4. And now on the website for that uh, wonderful 101 filled in as one of these. I, who knows what the other ones will be? Who knows if they'll be Kickstarter campaigns? Because also uh, Bayonetta and Vanquished are getting remasters that are coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC, like 4K renditions, um, which that may be part of the Platinum 4 for all we fucking know, but that's just speculation. So I don't really know. Do you know, Justin? I don't know. What do you know? I know nothing. Tell me about this. I don't know anything. What? This is your news segment. You know this stuff. <laughs> I don't know everything. What's it going to be? What do you think the other Platinum 4 are? You think it's near? You think it's more near? You think it's Drakengard remastered? Do you think... What's, I don't know, what's the best case scenario? Near? Drakengard remastered? <laughs> what's it going to be? A Halo. Piano 3? <laughs> what? Who knows? What's, what's it going to be? I mean, Wonderful 101 was just, like I said, it was a game we wanted, but it's this is just weirder that they, instead of just releasing it, did a Kickstarter campaign for it. Yeah, that... Maybe they sold more copies this way, for all we fucking know. This did have I, several tiers yeah. that have all sold out already that were like, get all these collectible figures and other bullshit. Yeah, I think if you do right, if you do things the, like, if you do things right, you have a probably better chance of like getting more visibility on a Kickstarter campaign that then just outright just being like, Hey, pre-orders for this game are open. I mean, this generated buzz, but I kind of don't, I personally don't like that. Once again, platinum games has money. Yeah. They're like a real company. So I don't like them kind of using you Kickstarter know, as much as I, as much as I backed this, but I don't really <laughs> like it's, it's kind of reminiscent of like, like I talked about cyanide and happiness or the yeah. oatmeal using Kickstarter to raise funds for a board game of some kind that they yeah. clearly have money to make on their own. Yeah. I mean, I could understand joking hazard when they did their first one, because it's like, they don't know, like, is this actually going to be something people really want if we do this? Um, but then, then they did the trolley problem and it's like, yeah, I mean, you guys could have just sold this. <laughs> you have enough. I mean, even cool mini or not, I think a little bit abuses oh, yeah. Kickstarter. So it's, it's at least not Kickstarter's not being used for its intended purpose all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there just needs to be another platform that's specifically for this kind of bullshit. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Maybe we should launch that. <laughs> or maybe Kickstarter the just needs a separate platform. section within itself that is more for that kind of thing and less for yeah. new projects. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else on? Uh, no, I just felt that was big news that you skipped over. Well, we went long in the first section, okay? <laughs> um, I'm just going through my list. And unfortunately, Kotaku didn't write an article and on And unfortunately, that. Platinum Games didn't make the list. Yeah. Fuck Platinum Games. What? No! It took 10 cent money. <laughs> Justin, Trigger. just expect the 10 cent is in everybody took 10 cent money. I know. I mean, I'll take 10 cent money. Yeah, I was going to say next week you'll be like, this week our podcast is sponsored by 10 cent. <laughs> we made a dollar. And they paid us off to, to suppress coronavirus news. They don't want us talking about it no more. <laughs> so they paid us off. I said, look, hey, 
The only way we're going to not talk about coronavirus is if you give me some of that sweet, sweet 10 cent money. And then they'll be like, okay, but we need 5% of your company. <laughs> and then be like, I don't know about that. Hey, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes has a monthly subscription. How do you feel about that, Marcus? Mm, you want a subscription for Fire Emblem Heroes? I don't play uh, Fire uh, Emblem uh, Heroes. Uh, uh, Heroes, uh, the game you never play. Uh, apparently it adds exclusive characters and gameplay perks. I'm sure it does. Pay to win. I'm sure it is. Did you see the sweet rhythm game keyboard? Look at that. Look at that. I have to post this on Twitter. It's just a blank keyboard. That means nothing to me. That means Oh God. Much world is happening. It doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah, it's a it's so it's like this weird game pad that's just like has a bunch of keyboard buttons on it and some LEDs in the middle, but apparently it's like the best thing for rhythm games. I don't I don't but it works on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch. Um yeah, I don't know. I guess if you're into rhythm games, which I am not, so I don't like, yeah, like I'm, I'm mostly in the same boat as Marcus. It doesn't look like anything to me. Like I, like, do you, what do you do with this thing? So I have to post this on Twitter. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, just search for Elite Gaming Arena on Twitter and you can, you'll see that you see it on our Twitter. Um, oh yeah. Did you see that? Like Ocarina, Ocarina of Time speed runs are now under like 10 minutes long. I did not, but I don't. I like that. It's not my thing. The title of this, uh, Ocarina of Speed Run, Ocarina of Time speed runs are now under ten minutes because reality is a lie made to be broken. Yeah, that's. I don't. I, it's, what is? What are they doing? Like, I'm always fascinated by by this. Like, it's not my thing, but I'm always fascinated, like how people like just meticulously break these games. We grabbed a bunch of objects and credits. <laughs> yeah. Stack yeah, overflow su- credits. That, that Super Nintendo one is insane. Where it's like, yeah, I'm programming we the, the game, game to gra- grab two items at once, and if you put them all in these specific positions, it glitches you straight into the credit. <laughs> in Ocarina, so let's see. Last month we reported on developments on the any percent speedrun category for Ocarina Time. Any percent per- runs focus on completing a game as fast as possible using whatever means are available in the game. In Ocarina of Time, any percent runs means that, or that means speed generating super slides and performing tricks to leave the um, Kokiri forest early. In some cases, it means taking advantage of glitches to warp around the game world. Records were shattered last month when a new warp was discovered. It allowed runners to leap right into the game's credits. (laughs) Just just imagine, yeah, I'm just going to jump and now I'm in the game's credits. (laughs) That's how it is. They don't think it'd be like it do, but it do. Um, let's see. Hey, Fallout 76 is finally coming to Steam in April alongside new Wastelanders expansion. So those of you that still care about Fallout 76, we can get it on Steam now. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And NVIDIA's game streaming service is finally live. And apparently it's uh, what Google Stadia should be. So it's called GeForce Now. And it launched two days ago. Uh, which would be a Tuesday. While Stadia relies on cultivated selection of games and Project X Cloud re- leans largely on Xbox One, only um, Xbox One only titles. The biggest appeal of NVIDIA GeForce Now is the ability to play just about any game, any PC game. Um, so GeForce Now lets you play PC games with minimal fuss on any PC, Mac OS, or Android device. Want to play Overwatch on your Samsung phone or Red Dead Redemption 2 in your MacBook Air? The idea is you just log in and go. And so it's not a game store. Instead, it ties to your existing game store accounts. 
So it supports Steam, Epic, GOG, Blizzard. Um, so you don't have to buy games from them. You just play the games that you already own. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, let's see. Do they have a cost for this or is it just... Okay, here we go. Wait. I know how much it costs. $900. <laughs> Uh, starting today, there will be two GeForce Now account types, both streaming at a max of 1080p and 60 FPS. If you don't want to pay anything, you can get a free account, which lets you play for an hour at a time and could put you in a queue behind others on busy days. Bump up to the Founders account for 5 bucks a month. And you get up to six hours of gameplay at a time, ray tracing in the game, stream to your device, and priority access. Uh, the problem with GeForce Now and the reason why my review will be coming later this week, this, this writer says... Um, is that it feels much more susceptible to internet hiccups than Google and Microsoft rivals. Uh, NVIDIA recommends 50 uh, megabits per second for the best experience, 30 for 1080p 60, and 15 for 720p 60. However, in practice, I don't get the results I'd expect with these speeds. While my games are typically fine on an NVIDIA Shield, when I switch over to my MacBook Pro, I get spotty internet uh, notifications a lot. So, I mean, as always with these type of services, it's hit or miss. So, I'm, I'm going to have to try that one out. That one seems kind of cool. I want to stream a game to my phone from my PC. Um, Did you see the, the Death Note one shot where Donald Trump buys a Death Note for $10 trillion? That doesn't happen. It's a one shot. That doesn't happen. Does it? There is a new Death Note one shot, but is that in the one shot? Yeah, it's the latest one shot. Donald Trump is Donald. in the in the one shot. Weird. Yeah, uh, classic horror manga Death Note is a series known for its tense standoffs, dramatic reveals, and unpre- pre- unpredictable plot lines. Those tendencies continue in the latest one shot, which sees President Donald Trump enter into a bidding war for the magical murder notebook that sits at the center of the at the center of the franchise. Although the original Death Note manga wrapped up in 2006, the franchise has received a steady stream of adaptations and supplemental material since then. Some, like the anime series, are pretty good, while those ended up being nonsensical and unnecessary. I'm not quite sure where on the spectrum to place that latest piece of Death Note content, but it certainly stands out due to its real-world analogs. So yeah, it's uh, Donald Trump buys the Death Note. <laughs> I didn't know that would really be in there. I knew there was the new one-shot, though. Yep, that's a I real. I just haven't checked it out yet. It's a real thing. Because I was planning to read it, but you spoiled it. I spoiled, <laughs> spoiled it. Now I know there's Donald Trump in it. <laughs> well, I mean, you already know about World War Three, so quit, quit it. <laughs> Ruining my day. Um, do you know there's going to be a Studio Ghibli theme park in Japan? Not after Donald Trump destroys it with that Death Note. <laughs> well, that's you can't destroy a place with a Death Note. Yeah, he can. He can write the names of people and tell them to pull the thing apart <laughs> before they die of a heart attack. True. But yeah, it looks cool. I want to go to Japan and go to that place. The unfortunate thing is he doesn't know how to spell Japanese names. <laughs> 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 oh, God. <laughs> oh, uh, also on the other end of uh, Legend of Zelda speedrunning... Um, Wind Waker speedrunners are closing in on less than one hour. So another 
No, the speedrun stuff. So hold on to your butts. If you're a Zelda game out there, hold on to your butt. <laughs> Those speedrunners are coming. <laughs> speed they're, com they're coming for your booty. They're coming for your 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 game completion. If you're Ganon, maybe watch out. <laughs> if you're Ganon, maybe don't watch out because you might just get skipped over. <laughs> Or just murdered real quick. It's hard to say. <laughs> you can either get murdered real quick, or you could Link will just jump and jump into the credits. And or just... he will jump and spike you directly in the eyeballs. <laughs> or he'll launch Ganon into the credits. <laughs> or through the floor. <laughs> you never know what these people are doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a report that Banjo Kazooie was named after former Nintendo president's family. Yeah, former uh, president's family, uh, Banjo and Kazooie, his grandma and grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while touring Japan recently, Robertson learned that former Nintendo president uh, Hiroshi Yamachui, Yam Yamau Yamauchi, <laughs> Yamauchi. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> people listen to the show just to hear you pronounce names. I hope they do. I'll make a spectacle of it. Um, so he, who died in 2013 has a son called <sighs> called Katsuhito Yamauchi. Hey, I didn't say that one wrong. <laughs> You're just as bad as Donald Trump What's trying that? to spell names in the death note. <laughs> Katsuhito. What's <laughs> you? T you look at this and tell me I'm wrong. Katsuhito. <laughs> Katsuhito. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. It says Katsuhito. You're going to have to make that deal. You're going to have to make the deal with the Shinigami so you can see the names above people, but you can't read them because you don't got subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I hate you. So his, his name is more commonly shortened to Katsui. And he has a grand grandson uh, called Banjo Yamauchi. <laughs> Yamauchi. Is that Yamauchi? Okay, Yamauchi. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm not looking at these, so I have no idea, but I'm sure you're close. <laughs> uh, put them together, and Banjo Katsui very quickly becomes Banjo Kazooie. So it's been partially confirmed by Banjo's creator, Greg Maelis, and Banjo composer, Grant Kirkhope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god yeah I'm screwed if I ever get it done <laughs> <laughs> just looking at like their foreign name being like no See, idea I can, I can those, <laughs> those letters I can struggle bust my way through like a Japanese name but like like Eastern European I'm fucked I god um, oh, Kotaku did a write-up on the 12 best games on Game Pass. What's your to guess for the top? Best game on Game Pass? Yeah, what do you think they say? Be are, and this is by who? Kot Kotaku? Kotaku. Okay, they probably aren't going to say the game everybody's playing on Game Pass, which is Grand Theft Auto V, apparently. But, <laughs> but uh, well, best game on Game Pass. I don't know if they did this in any particular order, but they, they did list them. Um, Gears 5 Gears 5 Not even on the list So let's see First one The Outer Worlds They mentioned The first one they bring up uh, The Outer Wilds Gears 5 Hey okay, made the list they Made the list uh, Life is Strange 2 Back Batman Arkham Knight Which someone just got added recently Didn't it 
Yeah, I think so. Sea of Thieves, Quantum Break. I feel like wait for this article to like load in. Uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. That's number one. That's number one. But I don't think it comes with the expansions. Uh, Forza Horizon 4, Dishonored 2, Monster Hunter World. I think that's all of them. Pretty solid list of games. Not, not one Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, that's weird. That one's the, like you said, the one that everyone's playing. What, uh, what, at least when I click on list popular, it's the number one. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Apparently, I just read an article that said that uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 has moved 20 million units in this year. Oh, my God. It's at over 120 million units That's, overall. Like, there's no incentive for them to even do Grand Theft Auto 6. I mean, they're gonna. They're gonna. But I mean, they're gonna. But I mean, like, with the... God, when did Grand Theft Auto 5 come out? I just can't believe those sales numbers. 2013? 2014? I want to say 2013. Could be wrong though. I know it technically was a P- PS3 game, so yeah. And then it it was one of those kind of late gen ones that, that cross generational game. Yeah, it was ported. But it has been ported as many times as Skyrim. I just I still can't believe people are buying that game. That's yeah, kind of like well now whoa. it's on Game Pass. Don't fucking buy it. <laughs> Go get Game Pass. Oh boy. I know part of its sales though are attributed to the fact. Steam sales will sell the game bundled with a shark card for cheaper than the shark card itself. So some people would buy extra copies of the game and either gift the game or do whatever they would with the actual game itself, but keep the shark card code. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, below previously out on Xbox and PC is now coming to PS4 in the spring. With some new bells and whistles. Yeah, we have a game mode called Explore, which gets rid of the hard stuff like hunger, instant death, and permanent checkpoints to create more chill a more chill experience. I don't know. I played that on Game Pass. It was one of the first games I played on there. Oh, really? I wasn't... You weren't into it? It, it, it had some good things, and it had some just, like... It, it wasn't pulling me in, because it very atmospheric and everything, and had good music and all. It just wasn't... Yeah. It, it, it's just kind of slow. It's a little too slow to get to the good stuff, I feel. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's understandable. It sucks when you have to grind too long to get to the good stuff. Especially in a game like that, where it's hard. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the isolation and, and some of the slow stuff is part of the atmosphere of it. Yeah, yes, it's, that's true, yeah. It's just at the time it kind of hit, I was not I was looking for something a little bit more fast-paced. Oh, I see. Um, DDoS attacks locks out EVE Online players for nine days. So if you're trying to run that corporation, you got screwed, boy. Uh, Dreams coming to early access players ahead of launch. I mean, but if you already had early access, you already had access to the game. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand this. I don't know. That game's launching really confusingly. It really is. And you know what's not confusing? Uh, Baby Yoda is the best selling Funko Pop of all time. Gross, but okay. <laughs> Funko Pops are the beanie babies of modern nerd culture. You know, I never really considered that, but yeah. <laughs> I guess. Their bubble seems unpoppable. That's, no. <laughs> yeah, when's the Funko Pop bubble gonna pop? I, I, You know, I can't tell because every time a company goes out of business, it is... Like when our Hastings went out of business, it was like wall to wall. It became a Funko, Funko Pop Pops. store. 
It was like a Funko Pop yeah. museum. Yeah, they went they went out of business, and it was like T-shirts of Funko Pops. And there's like one there's there's something else in there that they had like a lot of like a really bizarre thing for them to have a lot of, but I can't remember what it was. It was just some bizarre thing. I was like, why do you guys? But if have you so looked behind it, it was Funko Pops. <laughs> So many fucking. It was Funko just melted Pops. down and repurposed Funko Pops. And I got no, no offense to anybody who actually collects those. It's just I, they they're too chintzy for me. Yeah, like I said, the one that I the single one that I have doesn't even stand up on its own. It's just a, they're they're too cheap, and I don't I personally don't find them cute. And there's there are a lot of them that look haunting, like <laughs> they look horrific. Yeah. Let's see, they have, do they have an actual number here? Nope, they don't. They just, they just say it's the most selling. Oh, boy. Ubisoft has five AAA games coming before April 2021. Beyond Good and Evil 2 isn't one of them. It sounds um, like a salty article. Well, as far as I know, the two that are coming next year are going to be Assassin's Creed. Like, once again, don't know if this is true or not, but I saw Jason Schreier say that, which maybe he was just joking, for all we fucking know. Uh, but he kind of was like, those two, those last two are going to be Assassin's Creed and uh, Far Cry, that are the later ones. Um, I mean, God, what, what what's see. like, God and Monsters? That's got to be one of the three. Yeah, so Watch Dogs, Legions, Rainbow Six, Quarantine, Gods and Monsters... Uh, Division Two. Wait, no, that. I mean that these are some of those were updates for older games that are coming. So let's see. So they confirmed that three games remain on track, along with two other unnamed games. Which, so, like I said, I think those are the new Assassin's Creed and the new Far Cry. Yeah, that has to be. And they're due in the first quarter of next year. Yeah, and then they also mentioned um, Roller Champions, but they did not. But it's hard to say because they said that three of the three, they're, they say they're coming in the later months of the year, which could also be Assassin's Creed because Assassin's Creed typically launches in November. But yeah, but they've, like I said before, they're kind of doing a lot of restructuring and rejiggering some games. So if they don't want the new, if they had already built a lot of the new Assassin's Creed and then wanted to take it under construction again, to retool it to maybe be a little different and a little less formulaic, it would get pushed to next year. Yeah. It would get pushed out of this year. So it's just crazy. It's been 12 years since Beyond Good and, Good and Evil 2 was revealed. Like that's going to become yeah. like the new Half Life 3. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> been, it's a little bit of a vaporware thing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. The, I, I mean, more so that the game is what uh skull and bones that yeah that game like vanished from existence <laughs> uh which somebody posted yeah. about that jason schreier said that it's been its development has rebooted several times yeah so which i wouldn't doubt i mean it's been which was just a weird game anyway because it was like it seemed like it was like yeah we're gonna do a pirate game too <laughs> i mean well i thought that was a better decision when Okay, at the at the current time, there were so many Assassin's Creed games that kept they kept shoehorning pirate stuff into, yeah, like Black Flag being the biggest one, yeah. But I mean, Assassin's Creed Three had pirate stuff and you know so on and so forth. But they kept adding more pirate stuff and boat stuff into those. That it was like, why not just make a pirate game? 
Like, clearly, you just want to make a pirate game. Why not make a pirate <laughs> you game? You guys secretly want to make a pirate game. Yeah, that's separate from the Assassin's Creed yeah, I thing can see that. completely. So it was like, just do that. And then they announced that thing, and I was like, oh, good. They're finally do. They did the thing finally. And now they're. And then that game's yeah. been in limbo ever since. Because <laughs> I think when they first announced it, it was all going to be just ship combat, and yeah. it did have a multiplayer component. But then they. Last I heard them talk about it, they said it had a campaign, like a robust campaign. Huh. And then I've never heard about it ever since. And so it just disappeared into. It's, it's another one of those vaporware type games. Um, but, lost in a Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Who knows if we'll. Because that, that's been coming up with these titles of being like, is one of these that Skull and Bones game? Is it going to ever get reannounced? Is that game just. Because one, one of their unannounced projects also got canned. So it's also like, was that Skull and Bones? Was that... Who knows? Or whatever. I can't remember if it was Skull and Bones, but that sounds right. Yeah, I think They're so. Assassin's Creed... Uh, I mean, non-Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed pirate <laughs> game. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that's the... And Assassin's Creed, just in general, it has it's had boat stuff. Like, since 4, it's had yeah. boat stuff. I love the boat stuff. They, they, like, they, <laughs> boat like, stuff. they like doing boat stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's been in there it's kind of annoying i think they finally did it right in odyssey but yeah it's it's been there well that's all the news i had do you have anything else to add before we uh, no you always manage to find and dig up news stories ad nauseum <laughs> i am sick by the end of this cast <laughs> i have terminal news <laughs> it's yep yeah, terminal news it'll kill you all right well that about wraps up this episode so follow us on facebook instagram and twitter give us reviews on podchaser and apple if you enjoyed this um share us with your friends and help us spread the show um and as usual check our website lga.gg and join our discord chat.lga.gg so you want to put a bullet in this one no <laughs> no I set up the perfect opportunity. No, nah, I'm not shooting this one. You flubbed it up. I'm letting it go. <laughs> Catch and release this week. Just <laughs> let slide into the water, slowly drifting away. All right, see so you guys next episode. Next episode. <laughs>